Thanks my, for bringing your ugly sweater to our third third week of Advent. My my wife picked this out for me. This is a gift from her. Well, I can't call, make fun of Whitney. Unbelievable. You can't I'm, get me make fun I'm gonna of tell her. Podcast. I'm gonna say you gotta listen to this podcast episode, Whit. <laughs> make sure I hope you, that wasn't your uh, Christmas gift. Was that the gag gift <laughs> this, that year? This was. This is this is a fine sweater, Father Down. Fine, fine sweater. Fine sweater. But yours, like though, my, sir. Uh, that is. Here. So tell us the story. When did that thing got this show up? Uh, I think it was Christmas of 2018. We we're doing an ugly Christmas party pre-pan. with the youth group, the pre the pre vid, the pre pre Rona pre Rona, uh, <laughs> and we had an ugly Christmas sweater party. Maybe it was even 2019. Still pre Rona. A little Santa hat. It's got like a and he's like felt, and it's got all different kinds of. Looks like a, like and, a, and it's extremely warm. It looks like a starter jacket that's been p- pieced together. Remember those starter jackets? They had like a satin vibe going on. No, you're much you, older than me, remember? That's right, yeah. Much, you would have been a baby. Much older. Professor Rick is not in his head. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> producer Rick. Oh, I'm not going to make fun of Producer Rick either. I just Pro- make fun of you. I still think, I still like calling him Professor Rick. Like I did that one time. That was... <laughs> that one time. Did you just do it again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> We hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is the third week of Advent. So what color is that candle? That candle is rose. Why isn't it pink? Because we're cool. I I have an answer. So it is rose because on this Gaudete, not this past Gaudete Sunday um, in Rome. I don't know the years of this, hmm. but the Holy Father would give an award, kind of like how we do the Cruce Fidelis Award here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Mm-hmm. The Holy Father would give a award to a person in the Diocese of Rome for something extraordinary that they did. And the award was a rose. Huh. Or maybe a bouquet of roses, because I don't think they were making trophies back then. Um, and then it kind of became the custom that the Holy Father would wear rose-colored vestments when giving out this award. Um, and so somehow then it got, through this, the years of tradition, it got moved that uh, when they celebrated Mass, we would wear vestments that were the color of a rose but not red to be confused with martyrs or the passion of christ so it was a different a lighter huh a lighter red a rosy color that has morphed its way into pink that's cool and there are only two days of the liturgical year when rose is the color of the vestments gaudete and laudate laudate oh my goodness great Laetare. Laetare. Darn it. I was close. See, you knew you knew the rose story. As soon as we I went, was close. As soon as we went to Latin, that's when it all fell <laughs> that's, apart. That's where all my I, everything all fell falls apart in Latin. But, uh, what but, is it? Laetare. Laetare. Mm-hmm. Both being joyful, though. Uh, well, so... Ga- or rejoice. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Gaudete is an imperative. So it's it's te- like rejoice. It's telling you to re- just stick that finger at the Bill Clinton thumb. Rejoice! <laughs> Gaudete in Domino Semper. I'm reading it right here. That's the entrance antiphon. The first yeah. words of the Mass. Rejoice in our so Lord always. Laetare? Is that a... Laetare is also... So Laetare is... Is that an imperative? It's a deponent verb. 
diplomas. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Lay it on me, professor. You call you professor. Type of verb in Latin. That, so we don't have deponent verbs in English. No, it's just a verb in Latin okay. that, that conjugates uh, where the inf- the infinitive is in the passive voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there you this go. is why Max Colby looks at me with disappointment. <laughs> so, dear Because listener, he's, the, he's there looking at you like, yeah, he knows exactly what you're talking about. And I'm like, I don't. So where we are, dear listener, is in the, the, the dining room here in the, the rectory. And, and through these double doors to my right. Oh, there we go. Moving the camera. Is, is and producer Saint, Rick. Saint <laughs> he Max, made it in. St. Maximilian Colby. But he's looking off to his left. And so he's when Father, so disappointed. Father Dom, just, every time he looks at me, he says, he just looks away from me in disappointment, <laughs> thinking of my poor Latin skills. <laughs> so, get these terms, get uh, Gaudete and Laetare, from the very first word of the Mass on these two days in the, in the antiphons, which now, dear listener, if you're at St. Edwards, now you're hearing the antiphons every Sunday. Um, so, yeah, so that's where it comes from. And so we're rejoicing. So it's a color of, of, of joy. And you know what brings me joy? What's that? When people give me gifts. Huh. Which is my transition <laughs> to the topic of today. Catholic gift giving. I guess we should talk about that. We <laughs> about can talk, how much I love receiving we gifts. We could go back to deponent verbs. I wear a size verbs. cash. What? <laughs> we could go back to deponent verbs. I want to talk about it and give me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a deponent verb. Um no. So, yes, you love Catholic gift giving. You love getting gifts. I love getting gifts. But that's not what Christmas is about. It is not. Nor is it what being Christian is about. No, and it's not about what we get. It's about giving. That's it. And it is so You do also have to be a good receiver. But a good receiver does not sit like I just did and say, "Give me." That's true, that's but not a good if you do receive the best thing to do is obviously writing thank yous. But that's, again, not we're not talking this episode about giving. We're talking about giving. And so how does a Catholic give? I feel like Jesus covers this in um, Matthew, what he says. <laughs> uh, Gosh, Val, can you work on the audio here? <laughs> Something just... Uh, yeah, there was a little blip there. That um, was an awkward... The mic may even drop if you ask me to repeat where the gospel Jesus says this. Um, But he says, give uh, without expecting anything in return. And even when he says uh, later on in the same, I'm pretty sure it's the same parable. um, But if you have a party or a banquet, or when you go to one, don't sit in the place of honor. Rather, go sit way in the back and be invited up closer, right? Um, And Jesus says when you give... Give as if uh, you re, you expect nothing to be given back to in return. That's the cheerful giver, um, one that only that just that just gives. And then when you do receive, because you're not expecting it, you can't help but to be grateful because you weren't expecting anything in return. And so that reception of the gift um, is all the more joyful when you weren't expecting a gift in the first place. And I love how he also he also builds to be. So how do we practice that? I mean, obviously, we're going to give gifts to our family and our friends, and of course, um, that we love. And it's yes, it's part of the season, but it's also a way of showing someone how much we appreciate them because we we give them a gift to say that you mean a lot to me. Here's a Christmas gift. Um, so besides all that, 
how can we practice this selfless gift um, this Advent and Christmas season? So when I, you know, I was thinking about that in the in the run up to it was as as I got this topic, we sent the topic, and I was just kind of wrestling with this ten minutes ago. Seven. <laughs> um, as, when we got this topic, I thought this reminds me of I don't know how many of you guys, dear listeners, had this growing up. And maybe still do in your work or whatever, but the idea of a secret Santa, right? Oh yeah. Um, now, when I was growing up, secret Santa was it was fun, it was cool. You had these like gifts, and then eventually at the end there was the big reveal, slightly larger gift, and you found out who was giving. But I was thinking, how cool would it be to just pick someone or some people that you know, or maybe everyone that you work with, and just say, "I'm going to be a secret Santa this year," and just do little like little kind gifts. Totally anonymous, and maybe it means you have to give to yourself a little gift too to kind of throw them off the scent of like, oh yeah, I got yeah, go. I mean, and and never never take credit, just let it just let it ride, just be like, yeah, I just gave all these little gifts to. A bunch well, of now people. you can't do that here because now I'm gonna know. I know that's why I said. I it. mean, no one else in our staff listens to this podcast. That's but why Valerie and I will know. Well, that's why I said it because now I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Someone else here could do it. Max, same Max Man Kobe, you looking? <laughs> look at that disappointed look. <laughs> but I, that, that was no, one that's thing. A cool, that is actually a cool idea. To like, that's that, really neat. To, to be a secret Santa, but, but stay a secret Santa. Yeah. You know, Really embrace that anonymity. So um, we had a teacher here. She's since retired. And uh, she was a religious sister. Not the Springfield Dominicans, but the different community. Sister Shirley? Sister Shirley. Um, and she... What her community did with the, the group of nuns that, that she lives with, or lived with at the time, um, every Christmas they would pool some money together, and they kind of nominated or, in a way, found somebody to give a gift to anonymously. And so at the time, we used to have Mass at 6.45 in the morning. Oh, I hated that Mass time. And Sister Shirley came to, to Mass before going to school at <laughs> 6.45, and we had a gentleman that would join us for mass, and we didn't. No one really knew his story. He didn't come. You only saw him at six forty-five in the morning. There were like five people at that mass, so it was hard to miss each other. Um, but you know, he. I don't think he was homeless. Um, I'm sure he had a home that he returned to, but he he definitely assumed he was below uh, middle class. And Sister Shirley um, came up to me one day uh, during the school day and asked if I knew who he was. I knew his first name. Um, that's about all I knew of him. Um, I knew he, he was married, but he only talked about his wife once. I didn't know if they were still married or she's deceased or they're divorced. I didn't know any of that. Um, but she told me what her and the sisters normally did. And she's like, we'd like to give him... A gift, and at the time he had a pretty disheveled winter jacket that didn't look like it was retaining a whole lot of his body heat. Um, so she wanted to buy him a new coat, but didn't know his size or how to find that out. So they just wanted to give me a Christmas card with a bunch of cash in it in hopes that he would use it to buy a coat. Um, I don't think he bought a, a new coat. If he did buy a new coat, he didn't wear it to mass, but she gave it to me. But it was all anonymous. She didn't want him to know. Yeah. Um, 
that was from them. We have our giving tree here at St. Ed's. There are many charities, and of course, Christmas time is probably every charity's biggest fundraising push for the year. Um, finding local charities, local like the yeah. St. Thomas of Canterbury Soup Kitchen is a great one. The Women's Center, the Well of Mercy, yeah. places that are local that have very low, very tiny staffs, um, and that just do good work helping people on the ground here in our neighborhood. Another thing, if you really want to be bold, um, I had a professor in the seminary, a laywoman. She would do this when she was like whatever major suburb that she was working in a parish before she came to work for the seminary. A lot of homeless people. And around this time of year, um, she would just ask them, like, can I take you to dinner? And she would um, take them to uh, not, you know, like a McDonald's or Chipotle or, or, you know, whatever, like little or little diner. Um, And she sat with them and bought them whatever they wanted off the menu. She ate with them. That's awesome. Um, She got herself lunch too or dinner and she got to know them. And I think she, she also gave like a gift card or something at the end of that too. But um, like talk about human dignity. That's cool. And loving them. And I mean, that's out of the comfort zone um, for sure. A couple but, weeks, a couple weeks ago, and that person was never going to repay her for anything. Right. That, that is, that is ultimate Christian giving, right? That is, that is absolutely living the gospel. A couple weeks ago, the, the family fellowship, and that's what we call them, angel bags, bags with non-perishable goods, socks, mm-hmm. uh, crackers, a bottle of water, chapstick, sunscreen, toothpaste, toothbrush, stuff like that. And the kids, they, they put them together themselves. All the families brought in different things, and the kids put it together. As you come home with them, and they get to take them with them in their car. And when you invariably come across someone who's less fortunate, you can give them. And I always tell the kids, I say that the most important thing is ask the person his or her name. And, and, and then use it, right? Hey, it was really nice meeting you, Bill. I'm going to pray for you, Bill. And pray for them, yeah. And, and you let them know, I'm going to pray for you. And then ask them to pray for you. Like, mm-hmm. My name's Paul. Can you say a prayer for me? Letting them know not only do I think you're worthy of my prayers, I think your prayers will be heard Amen. for me. You know, it's like that that leveling that goes on there, I think, is a really powerful thing. Um, it's a small gesture. It's not going to change the world, but it it's giving and it's and it's ennobling for these Amen. people. And uh, yeah, but that's amazing what this nun did actually taking them to dinner that who was the father priest who came from kentucky who was here and gave father us jim sitchko yeah father sitchko and he was telling us about that where he found some some he does stuff like that all the time that's follow what, him on social media. yeah that's what he, he does stuff like that but he'll take him to like time. fancy restaurants yes he will he will take them to a super nice restaurant yeah, like little fogo to chow yeah and the people will give him looks they'll ask him to like leave and he'll be like no we're we're gonna yeah. dine here and it's okay and that's like next. That's cool. Yes. Yes, it is. But giving is what it's all about, right? It's what yeah. God, God himself gives of himself. Every time we go to mass, the gift of the Eucharist, physically giving himself to be chewed on. And so. that's the other thing, too. So we talked a little bit about the receiving. Um, but to, to have, you know, to be able to receive a gift, um, especially when you're not really able to pay back. So the, I mean, the great gift that we receive from God mm-hmm. every Sunday, at least, if not all the other days of the week when we can get to mass, 
Like, we can never repay God for the gift of himself in the Eucharist or the gift of his sacrifice on Calvary. Um, but to be able to receive that gift in humility, it takes great humility. Um, and we can't help but have that attitude of gratitude that the Lord has done something for us that we can never repay. Uh, but hopefully we live our life in a way that shows the Lord how grateful we are and that we're trying to pay back a debt that we, we simply cannot. Um, and when I receive a gift from someone, um, people are very are very generous and um, to, to us priests and to, to our parish. And I, you know, yeah, I, I do. I write thank you cards because I am grateful for the gifts that people give me personally, but also give to the parish. And, and I accept those gifts on behalf of of, of our parishioners. Um, but that, you know, to not be able to pay back or my thank you card is nothing compared to a generous donation someone may make so that we can help kids. We have a generous donor that gives us a lot of money so that kids can go to our school that can't afford it. And yes, the Mrs. Lasik and I write him a thank you card, um, but that doesn't pay back the tens of thousands of dollars he, do he donates every year or all the people that donate for our elevator edition. But it's in that receiving and that humility that, wow, you know, people just love so much and they show us the love of God in their giving. And that just hopefully helps us to continue to have that, that attitude of gratitude. And what a great way to kind of wrap up or at least start to wrap up this Advent season. Amen. Is to, cause it's easy, right? It's so easy to see all of these bad things that happen in the world and they get depressed and they get angry and, and it is depressing and it is angering, right? To mm -hmm. see injustice and to see people do such heinous things to each other. But there's so much good. So much good. So much good. And so much be, joy. Be a part of it. Be a part of that goodness. Be a part of that sharing of the joy, radiating God's love for all of humanity. Be a vessel for that love. And it's use that over these next two weeks as you approach this most intense gift giving season of the year. Think about what it means. Amen. To give gift like a Christian. That's right. And to receive like a Christian. Ah, good Beautiful. stuff. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. This is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Rejoice.